You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay. Happy New Year. How you been? David. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friends. Today is uh, January 14th, 2021. And it's our first show in the year because we got a false positive on COVID on Josie. <laughs> and then she got tested twice and she got negative but in 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 case of this in in these cases the 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 procedure is quarantined yourself and that's what she did she did okay so everything is in order and we are here we have a lot of uh, ground to cover the today and the first thing that Josie Cruz let's is talk Venezuelan this is talk <laughs> let's talk Venezuelan is what time is it it's 101 p.m. Yes. and uh, from Atlanta Georgia and this is let's talk Venezuelan okay Josie uh, the microphone says all, all yours. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you so much. Hi, David. Hi, Brad. Hi, Carlos. Hi. Nice seeing you. I haven't seen you guys since last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, thank you for the opportunity. And um, I wrote a last uh, email to Mr. Ed, Mr. Johnson. And I would love it's an open letter. It's an open letter. It's being posted on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere. And in the Associated Press. And the Associated Press. And it's being translated to other languages, languages too. Because uh, outside, uh, they're still calling me from other countries to find out what's going on here in Georgia. Because the lack of information of what's going on here in Georgia... Where the result of the election mm-hmm. is, is still a mystery for a lot of people who yes. are for the country. I got interviewed people from uh, from Panama, Chile, Spain. Spain, three times with different people, different uh, platform, uh, Germany, and um, Argentina, Argentina, Guatemala, Mexico. Mexico you know, so Venezuela. They are calling me because they want to know what's going on here in Georgia and. Um, I'm being interviewed also in English from um, Seattle area. What's the uh, the state? Uh, Washington D.C. Washington D.C. No, Washington State. state. Mm-hmm. And then from Illinois yesterday, from um, other outlets in English. But mostly, mostly when it's coming from outside, it's in Spanish. And they are calling me because I am the only one that w- who can speak their language instead of they're going you know, translation. So I can, I will, um, I always explain then in my experience what happened with my campaign, specifically with district number four. I cannot speak about the whole state because I I was not running as a state, um, you know, on that position, only on the district. So it's been interesting because uh, people want, re- they really want to know what's going on here in America. They cannot believe 
what American is going through. But you didn't concede. I did not concede. I'm still not conceding. Okay, okay. So you consider Hank Johnson an usurper? Yeah, he's not. Uh, he doesn't have my. You know, in order for for uh, uh, somebody to take um, power. Uh-huh. In this case, this seat. Mm-hmm. He needs me to concede to him to basically recognize that he won over over me. Okay. He won. And what did you tell him? But because I knew the results of the voting elections and I knew how was Venezuela technique and strategies was were implemented in Georgia as a duplicate. That's why I stand my ground, and I didn't concede. I'm not conceding, and I will not concede. Read your open letter, please. So, the letter goes this way. Dear Mr. Johnson, I am giving you a sir or mister um, um, representative treatment because the Congress of the United States of America for us, as Josie Cruz campaign, is not recognized as a such. Both current Georgia Secretary of State Brad Ralph Spurring and uh, State Governor Kemp has not accepted a proper audit of the absentee ballots. The monologue generated a few days ago by the voting organizer, Mr. Gabriel Sterling, gave a more than apathetic explanation for many citizens in this state. A few days ago, Mr. Joe Van Holton Pulitzer, one of the most important inventors in the country with more than 200 patents for inventions before the Georgia State Legislature, offered to establish with 100% assertiveness the existence of counterfeit ballots, printed or any of the 38 forms of electoral crimes reported to multiple individuals by the Georgia State Legislature. You have stated that you, as a judge, have sent people to prison in cases of drug and racketeering for lesser evidence than this. But what is more dangerous, a drug leader or the organizer of massive violation of citizens' civil rights? Yes, right now, it is irrelevant who won or not. The evidence presented um, and the testimonies about civil rights violations were as a profound today as a 100 years ago when the Southern United States black population denied for fundamental right to choose and be elected. This fight for civil rights has its brightest moment here in Georgia, more than 55 years ago, when Martin Luther King Jr. and his real dreamers together fought the good fight. Martin Luther King's message for the great American dream is universal. That includes black people, brown Latinos, yellow Asian, red American Indians, white and mixed. We all aspire to be judged not by the skin color, but by the character content. The threats of evidence has become a proven fact. The electoral fraud that you say does not exist has a massive impact on this society. It affects it affects the civil rights of citizens who, through voting, are placing their trust in a system that is supposed to be transparent and audible. It affects citizens' rights who aspire to occupy public position to their right to participate in fair elections. 
still, above all, it affects the supposed winners who lose their legitimacy of origin as it's the case not by not being recognized or granted their supposed victory. You bitterly complain that I did not grant you a triumph because I follow President Trump's orders. Nothing is further for reality. I do not concede to the victory because doing so would be making me an accomplice of accomplice of crime. And that is very far from what my father, a Baptist preacher, taught me as life principle. I am intensely concerned about the term, the threat to my people from their followers. Unfortunately, this threat become a sad truth this week when someone attempted against my life of when someone attempted against the life of one of Mr. Pulitzer's investigators who received five bullets this week in a drive-by shooting. You, as a former member of the judiciary, have a moral obligation to stop the violence. What better tribute to Martin Luther King Jr. than use and no violence methodology to set settle our political differences since the Georgia state, both its courts and its electoral officials have been unable to do so? I am making you an indecent, indecent proposal. Allow Mr. Jovan Hulton Polixer to audit the absentee ballots based not on opinion but forensic evidence established through his methodology. With the presence of his and my lawyer, and let's say that if substantially amount of foreign uh, forgeries detected on your part, let's say 10%, you resign for life, not only to the Office of Representative for the 4th Congressional District of the State of Georgia, but to any other elect office calling immediately to a special election to replace you. If a lower number is detected, you will receive from us the recognition to which you be entitled. And in this way, we would close this matter that affects your honor and reputation. Sincerely, Josie Cruz, candidate for the Georgia 4th Congressional District. Well, as you can see, there is a there is the beginning of heavy violence. One of the uh, as um, people of Jovan Houghton Pulitzer, the creator, by the way, of the Q uh, system. You know those those uh, uh, little things that you point your camera on your on your telephone and immediately send you to the to the web page. Okay, this this guy is a genius. He established that he had uh, the capa capability to read 500,000 um, ballots in two hours, okay, with an assertivity of 100% on what he's doing. 
Okay, he offered that to the to the legislature of the state of Georgia, and one of his investigators was here doing some chores for him because he lives, I think, he lives in Texas, right? And he 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 was not killed, but he received five bullets in a drive-by shooting. You know, that was in Fulton. That was in Fulton. In Fulton County, he was do, doing you, it. do you do you do you know about that thing? No, the press is completely silenced. Well, all the problem began with this. This is the chairman's report of the election law study subcommittee of the Standing Senate Judiciary Committee of the state of Georgia. That's in Spanish. I know. Okay. Summary of testimony from December 3, 2020. We went into a second uh, election on January 5th without resolving this. Okay? With the same system, with the same ballots, with the same everything. With the same registration number. Everything. So... The Honorable William T. Ligon, Chairman, Senator District 3. The Honorable John Kennedy, Senator of District 18. Honorable Bill Hayes, Senator of District 31st. Senator Honorable Blake Tyler, Senator District 19. Honorable Michael Threat, Senator District 33. And Honorable Elena Parent, Senator of District 42. Okay, the introduction of this, that is the inform of the Senate committee about the election. And it says, the charge assigned to the election law study subcommittee of the Standing Senate Judiciary Committee was to examine the recent election cycle the recount process, the audit process, the current investigation taking place, the litigation that is moving forward, as well as address issues relating to the upcoming runoff. In the matter of the law itself, we were to also consider Georgia's election laws as they have impacted and they are impacting the current election cycle. <coughs> This report may be forwarded amended prior to the 2021 Georgia legislative session. This subcommittee met once at the Georgia State Capitol on Thursday, December 3, 2020. The hearing was open. Okay. to the public, and there was an open invitation for citizens to speak before the committee. Okay. So committee members all expressed stories they had heard from their constituents. Other committee meetings have also been hearing testimony which should be considered to present an even broader understanding. At this time, 
the additional committees we have met and received testimony are the Senate Governmental Affairs Committee and the House Governmental Oversight Committee. Many who could not testify due to of lack of time have recorded their own testimonies online and shared their written speeches with this committee. This subcommittee received many affidavits under oath. Mm -hmm. Executive Summary The November 3, 2020 general elections, the election, mm -hmm. was chaotic and any reported results must be viewed as untrustedly. <laughs> the subcommittee took evidence from witness and, uh, and received affidavits sworn under oath. Mm -hmm. The subcommittee here evidenced that proper protocols were not used to ensure the chain of custody of the ballots throughout the election, after the opening ballots prior to the election, and during the recounts. <laughs> The subcommittee heard testimony that it was possible or even likely that large numbers of fraudulent ballots were introduced into the pool of ballots that were counted as voted. There is no way of tracing the ballots after they have been separated from the point of origin. The subcommittee hear testimony of pristine ballots whose origin looks suspicious or which could not be verified and the inability of poll, poll workers to distinguish between test ballots and absentee ballots. Signatures were not consistently verified according to law in the absentee balloting process. Poll watchers on election night testified that they had known that ballots were not secure, that seals and security tags were not used, and the chain of custody was often lax or non-existent. During the recount process, the monitor observed similar patterns of unsecured ballots that had broken seals and open case of ballots laying around for hours or overnight on unsecured locations. Wow. There was a lack of enforcement of the law, a sloping handle of the ballots by those counting, deliberately covering up of voting numbers by workers, lack of following the process during the recount, unsafe handling of military ballots, and unsecured data such as on laptops and flash drives. According to submitted testimony, there were also many equipment failures when ballots would not go through the machines and other times when ballots were counted more than once. A great deal of testimony supports evidences of coordinated effort to prevent a transparent process of observing the counting of ballots during the absentee ballot opening period and on election night. Witnesses testified to a hostility to Republican poll workers during the recount. Directional signage was unavailable. Doors were locked and Republican poll watchers were sent home early or given manual assignments. 
monitors throughout the state were often kept at an unreasonably long distance. Some social distancing was understandable, but monitors were blocked for, from having the visual ability to see what was written on the ballots or to have any meaningful way to check the counting or to double-check what that was counted was actually assigned to the right candidate. Mm -hmm. They also could not observe what was entered into the Arlo system nor could be they be told the count that was being entered into the Arlo. Hmm. Instead, they were told that those numbers would be totaled and come back from the Secretary's State Office. <laughs> they were also told not to take pictures, film, or other means of acquiring proof of the process that they were experienced based on federal rule from the State Elections Board. That rule contravenes the spirit and purpose of the election law. The Secretary of State's office was unresponsive on to its hotline. It was unresponsive to many who wonder if their vote ever really counted. Mm -hmm. The office was turned blind eye to fraud to the point that it ought to be gross negligence. Mm -hmm. The subcommittee did not have time to investigate the numerous publicly reported issues with the Dominion voting machines. The subcommittee takes notice of the various publicly report functions of the machine and hear evidence that the machine can duplicate fraudulent ballots to the point that not even trained personnel can tell the difference between a test ballot and a real ballot. Testimony also suggested that the system respond wirelessly to being reset from an unknown location and happened with the pool poll box books. The subcommittee also heard that Dominion machines can be programmed with algorithms that relocate votes between candidates. In addition, the Dominion machines are programmed to count votes using percentage of whole numbers than the actual votes, which is a feature uncompatible with the actual voting process. The subcommittee learned that the history and control of company that owns the Dominion voting system is unclear and provides serious implications of foreign intervention in the U.S. election. Mm -hmm. Okay, there is a lot of there is a lot of uh, uh, testimonies here. Very interesting. Okay, um, about. Bridge Thorn, who has nine years' experience as a poll worker, precinct managers in Fulton County, worked for five and a half days during early voting as technician in the temporary warha warehouse in the Georgia World Congress Center. Because of positive COVID tests among Fulton County elections employees, Dominion Software was selected to run the warehouse. <laughs> Okay, so the, the the same people who sell the machines are the same people who are counting the votes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, bingo. Okay. The th third was stormed at the lack of ballot security. 
test ballots were printed in the same time, type of paper, official roll and voting paper, as real ballots, but test ballots were not routinely marked as such or destroyed. Thorne testified she saw a stack of these ballots among eight inches tall. On October 30, when early voters finished at the State Farm Arena in Fulton County, the State Farm Arena, mm -hmm. Thorne observed 40 to 50 scanners being brought into the arena and, 10, 000, and tens of thousands of ballots ballots being scanned in random people pulling ballots from random place. No formal procedures, no oaths, no chain of custody. Chaos. When, when Thorne objected to this hazardous process, a Dominion employee replied, it's fine, we have been doing this all week. When Thorns left that night, she observed unsecured suitcase of ballots next to scanners. Remember, this this lady, Bridget Thorne, mm -hmm. she has nine years as a poll worker and precinct manager. It's not, it's not, not a new one. No, it's not She's a, a manager. Upon arriving at the State Farm Arena the following morning, Thorne saw that sweet suitcase of ballots had been piled in a corner and sealed, but there was not restricted access, so anyone could have removed one or more suitcases. In addition, anyone could have opened them and resealed them because seals were easily accessible. During the day, employees brought Thorne other ballots that were found in the warehouse, asking if they were real or test. She has no way to know it. The following night, this is this is like a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> soap opera? Yeah. <laughs> the following night, when Thorne was again working at the warehouse, she served a Dominion employee and an election group consultant printing test ballots, but doing so incorrectly. She realized that Anyone in the warehouse had access to printing real ballots. Before election day, Thurn attempted to report her concerns about these insecure ballot operations to the Secretary of State Office and to the State Board of Elections. She receives no response. Since giving her testimony to the Senate subcommittee, Bridget Thorne have been fired by a consultant working for Fulton County. They fired her? Yes. <laughs> because she she brought testimony uh -huh. to the Senate of the state. So of what they're doing, are they cleaning up the house? That's what they're doing now? They're cleaning every any evidence and any people who well, are bringing... Well, by, by federal law, uh -huh. they had to retain the ballots for 20 months. Yeah, but they've been shredding those ballots. Well, the, whatever, wh Mr. Sterling and Mr. Uh, Rapsenberger, uh -huh. they're responsible for that. If something happens with that ballot, they are responsible for that crime also. Yeah, but who's going to prosecute them after, you know, everything is covered up here? You know, it, it looks like that they do whatever uh, they want to do. We're just saying, we're just reading what the Senate mm -hmm. says about this election. Okay. So, how many irregularities they have? 
38 different crimes, federal crimes. Okay. okay. And what's the recommendation at the end? You, <laughs> I you, just you wanna want to hear what is the you recommendation. Want, you want you want to to well Counting votes without monitoring or without yeah. meaningful monitoring, uh -huh. yes, okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, suspicious pristine absentee ballots. Yeah. Duplication of ballots without oversight. Uh-huh. Denial of entry of election day poll watchers and during the uh -huh. recount, the hostility. Okay. While disparate vote totals from recount. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ballot any, any dead person voting is listed in there? Yes, ballot counters for ineligible ballot counted from any in any ineligible ineligible version. <coughs> uh, okay, voters. Okay, yeah, so scroll, so scroll. people people who who moved out and are still voting here. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Well, my daughter doesn't live with me anymore, and I, I receive like a five different. Different invitation for her to go. Constitutional vote. violation of duly passed law. Mm -hmm. Okay. That analysis in general and, and, and the dominion issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, and I think we'll be back after this message. Right, Mr. Perhaps you are struggling to cope Thank with you. the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hey guys, it's Minister Frankie with Shine His Light Ministries. It's getting cold outside and winter is coming. It's time to shine a little light on our friends on the street. We're collecting blankets and coats for the homeless all winter long. Please donate by going to our website at www.shinehislightministry.com or text 770-655-655. Eight zero five five. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who have been touched by pediatric cancer. I would also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you at noon on January 28th. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. There is one of the findings that was very 
very sad and it happens very often. Which one? Grace Lennon, a student at Georgia Tech, hoped to early vote on October 23rd. Mm-hmm. When she arrived, she was told that she had been sent an absentee ballot. She never received an absentee ballot. Okay. She had to sign an affidavit mm-hmm. saying that she had not requested nor had she received mm-hmm. an absentee ballot. Okay. She was then given a voter car to vote on the machine. However, the next day, mm-hmm. she learned that someone had voted absentee in her name on <laughs> October 7th. She was not able to verify that her vote actually counted for the one she chose to select in the election the or whatever the absentee ballot counted instead. So she couldn't <coughs> confirm the one that she did in person. Exactly. Okay. <coughs> Senator Greg Dolezal confirmed that most old senators had heard many similar stories. Oh, entonces, that means the absentee ballot, that's where the fraud is, is in the absentee ballot. That's why Mr. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer uh-huh. is offering his expertise in this kind of forensic investigation. Yeah, the absent Okay. Parts, yeah. And the and the Senate approved that. Mm-hmm. But the Secretary of State and Mr. Sterling they say no. They say no. Okay? Why? Why? I mean asking an innocent question. The, pr- the problem the problem with this kind of ballots uh-huh. is when you commit fraud in one issue, for example, the president, it's not only the president, it affects all the election. The whole ballot. The yeah. whole ballot. From the federal position all the way to all the local. The way. Exactly. It, even to the commissioner, local commissioner. Everything. Yeah. Everything. It was a very, mm-hmm. it was a very, uh, well, let me, let me read you mm-hmm. the, um, the findings okay. on this on this uh, in, in this uh, report. Mm-hmm. There are nine points. One, on November 3, 2020, election was chaotic, and the results cannot be trusted. Exactly, it okay. was chaotic. Yeah. Second, number two. The Secretary of State and the State Elections Board mm-hmm. failed to enforce the law as written in the Georgia Code. They okay. violated the vote. The, 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 the laws. They, they, Mr. Sterling. Yeah, they okay. violated. Viol- and the Secretary of State, both of them. And furthermore, create policies that contravene the state law, like the infamous uh, letter of intention of Raffenberger with the Democratic Party. Okay, the, 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 the laws as were violated from the week that we qualify as a candidate. You, you, that week. you went, you went into a into a into a race mm-hmm. under some rules. Yeah, and, and then at the and, and on at the Friday, that Friday, they changed the rules. They changed the rules, so they took us in a trap, and they didn't even let us know. Yes, now because if we wouldn't know this, we wouldn't be registering, wasting five thousand dollars, two hundred twenty. More because the more campaign, more the, 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 the campaign expenses. Expenses, 
As Senator Matt Brass concluded at the December 3 hearing, we have heard evidence that state law was not followed time after time after time. Three, the Secretary of State failed to have a transparent process for the verification of signatures for absentee ballots, for the counting of votes during the subsequent recount and audit, and for providing the type of guidance and enforcements necessary to ensure that monitors and other servers had meaningful access to the process. Mm -hmm. Okay? Fourth, the Secretary of State instituted an unconstitutional gag order so that monitors were not told to use photography or video recording device during the recount. That prohibition was unconstitutional. Okay? They violated the law. They violated a lot of laws. They, they not only violated the Georgia laws, but they also violated the Constitution, I mean the federal law. That's, that, was, that was one of the questions that Texas State mm -hmm. asked to the Supreme Court about if what happened in, in, in Georgia and other states affected the process of election on the whole United States. But they prefer not to uh, rule about that. Mm -hmm. okay. Five, election officials at all levels fail to secure test ballots and actual ballots. Mm -hmm. Many reports indicate that proper procedures were not followed, uh -huh. and there was systematic failure to maintain appropriate records of the chain of custody for these ballots. Both prior to and after voting and throughout the recount, the Secretary of State and election supervisors, supervisors failed to stop hostile behavior of workers towards citizens' volunteer monitors during the recount process. Seven, the events at the State Farm Arena are particularly disturbing mm -hmm. because they demonstrate intent on the part of election workers to exclude the public from viewing the counting of ballots, yes. an intentional disregard for the law. Mm -hmm. The number of votes that could have been counted in that length of time was sufficient to change the result of the presidential elections and senatorial contest. Furthermore, there appears to be coordinated illegal activities by election workers themselves who purposely place fraudulent ballots into the final election totals. Eight. Grants from private sources provide financial incentives to county officials and exerted influence over the election process. So they were paying with grants, they were paying the officials the election. Some some officials they receive money from private, you know grants. Uh, grants. Okay? That kind of that Oh, I'm, I'm asking myself, could it be the poverty? The, do you remember that? that the the poverty, poverty law center. Law center yeah, uh, people like that. Nine. 
oral testimonies of witnesses on December 3, 2020, as subsequently the written testimonies submitted by many others provide ample evidence that the 2020 Georgia general election was so compromised by systemic irregularities and voter fraud that it should not be certified. Okay, recommendations. Okay, what are the recommendations? The recommendations is A, absentee ballots. In addition to following the law as already written by the legislators, mm -hmm. so that's not opening absentee ballot until the election day, additional steps should be taken to assure that only legal absentee votes are counted. At a minimum, these recommendations include requiring photo identification, following signature match procedures faithfully, allowing absentee ballots to be used only upon demonstration of need, mailing absentee ballots out only upon the requested of the registered voters, and although already illegal, expressly prohibiting drop boxes. Prohibiting drop boxes. Remember that that three three words prohibiting drop boxes. B secure chain of custody and additional security measures. Procedures should be established to ensure proper chain of custody for all ballots, whether they are test ballots, new unused ballots, sport ballots, cast BMD generated ballots, absentee ballots, and even, and even the specialty paper that is used to print the ballots. Hold on. Question. During the week of qualification, that week on Friday, when the Secretary of State meet with the Democratic Committee uh -huh. to agree in changing some laws, right? For the voting, right? Yeah. Changing some and, and flex and... and the, the, the law said, mm -hmm. the, the law said that the absentee ballots... Uh -huh are legal, the one that you receive it up to the closing of the polls the day of the so election. So there that was and the agreement uh -huh. with the Democratic Party with the Secretary of State mm -hmm. said that he has he would accept okay. the absentee ballots okay, that arise up to three days after the election date. Okay, they, they changed the date. What else do they change about that law with the absentee ballots? Well, it means that every if if they receive absentee ballot after the closing of the polls... I understand that, polls, but what else? Besides the date, I mean, they extended three more extra days, right? Yes. Okay, do they also flex, like, you know, like a flex, like a signature or intent, do they flex all that? Yes. So, that law about absentee ballot was implemented even from before. The thing is that the absentee ballot law exists, For but the only, the only <coughs> body uh -huh. that has the power mm -hmm. on a 
federal election okay. to change the law okay. is not the Secretary of State. Yes. It's the a state's legislature. And that never happened. That's okay. Got it. Okay? Thank you. So the Secretary of State broke the law consciously. So it's like a, he he's like a, he broke my leg. Uh -huh. Let's put it this way. It's like a Ralph Afrasperi broke my leg and he gave me two, uh, how you call it? The, the crutches. The crutches. Yeah. And, you and, and then I have to thank him. And uh, you have to thank him. Yes. You know? It's, yeah. it's that expression. Like yes. He messed up everything and uh, at the end you have to thank him. Yes. And he messed that's, up, he violated. Typical, and that's typical of socialist and communist uh, regimes. Yes. Okay. It's, uh, it's another expression like you put a vulture, a vulture taking care, taking of, the care of the meat. Yeah. Okay. Okay, keep going. Sorry. And it says, penalties should be clearly known and enforced for any violation. There should be nothing. complete security when workers go on the job, with signing of their names and time stamp, when they go in and when they go out. So who's going to be taking care of them? They already certify. They already, you know, did what they have to Let do. Let me finish this part, please. Cameras should be also be on site. Cameras? Be yes. a camera. Okay. To be on site to monitor the process all, all the times. Okay. As well as all the entrance to the buildings where ballots and the ballot paper are stored. Let me explain you something. The procedures on voting elections mm -hmm. must be exactly the same kind of security that you have in a bank. Okay. Okay. When you have a, when you have a, um, an amount of money on the bank, mm -hmm. okay, you go into the into the into the uh, chamber, mm -hmm. and they have cameras, yeah, and they count the money. Mm -hmm. But before they count the money, the first thing that they do, the first thing that they do, mm -hmm. is to check if there are not any counterfeit. Uh, mm -hmm. bill. Yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. They have to check that all the money is legal. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, so, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. The problem is that they do not, they did not follow the procedures. Okay? Because they if loosen up the whole thing. If, if, if an employee of a bank failed on following the procedure or fail he got fired in a, in a, in a not only fire he goes in jail he goes yes. to jail yes he goes to jail he because he's allowing to counterfeit coming into the bank yes that's a federal that's crime. a federal crime okay and if it's a federal crime uh, a twenty dollar bill mm-hmm what happened with the with the with election? election who's gonna who's gonna decide who's gonna be this, this deciding the future of the country. Exactly. You know? Okay. Okay, the next Meaningful one. access of poll watches and monitors. Yeah, okay. okay. Keep going. Other recommendations. Mm -hmm. Non-unconstitutional -con gag orders. 
there is no reason to ban cameras when tabulation is taking place or when recounts and audits are taking place. My question is, these people who are working, counting who, those voting... Who, who the 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 question that is not answered here mm -hmm. is who gave that order? Exactly. That's what. I, that, that, okay. Who gave that order? I think you're reading my mind. Okay, and I forbid you to keep on reading my mind. Listen, my question is: those people who are working because this is a job. Yeah. The election committee in each county. That's a that's a job that you that you make a salary a year, yes, right? Exactly. And I believe the salary goes between thirty to forty five thousand a year. That's yeah. what I believe it is the salary. Uh -huh. So these people who are counting the votes, okay, are they allegiance? They supposed to be allegiance to the to their particular political party, or they are supposed to be doing their job? counting no matter what the result is. One. Second, I noticed that a lot of Democrats are filling up in this kind of positions. It's very difficult to find Republicans doing this kind of job. Yep. So, it's like I said before. How are you going to put a vulture taking care of the meat? Mm -hmm. Okay? And then, lady... Lady, um, how you call it? A lady, um, Ruby Freeman comes up. This comes up, bringing all her suitcases, mm -hmm. suitcases full of absentee ballots, and making um, um, Joe Biden win in Fulton. In Fulton County. In Fulton County. Okay. Uh. The State Board of Elections should not ban cameras and recording e equipment. Mm -hmm. Who was in charge of the State Board of Elections? The, this guy... Uh, Sterling? No. Sterling. Sterling, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. They must fulfill their duty to ensure a transparent election process. That's right. Furthermore, citizens have the right to share those photos, recordings, and thoughts mm -hmm. about what they observe. You know what, what was the most embarrassing thing for me to watch was 60 Minutes. Uh -huh. They were interviewing... Brav Raffersperry, they were interviewing Gabriel Sterling and they were calling the president a liar. They were calling all these lawyers a liar. They were calling all the people who gave their testimony. Uh, okay? Exactly. Their affidavit. They, both of them, they were calling all these people liars. Liars. Exactly. Liars in 60 minutes. So, uh, the, 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 the next thing. Is unqualified voters should not be purged from the system, and to allow and, and the system to allow their votes. No felons should be in the system to allow their votes. Other category of voters, such as deceased and those who have moved out of the state, should all be examined as to their continued presence on the voters' rolls. Okay. Violation of state election laws must be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. This is an order from the legislature. Yeah. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, GBI, and the Attorney General should aggressively investigate and prosecute those who violate election laws, mm -hmm. including those conspiring to place 
fraudulent vote into the system and the 1,000 persons identified by the Secretary of State who vote twice in the 2020 primaries. If prosecution do not happen, violation will recur. Mm-hmm. The GBI should establish an independent office for the investigation of all claims of voter fraud. That office should report regularly to the Judiciary Committee, except in the case of investigations involving the Secretary of State or its personnel, the Office of the Secretary of State. The GBI should investigate the cases where many affidavits already exist regarding election fraud of the 2020 general election, forensic audits of ballot machines. The legislator must determine if ballot-making device, BMD, have been manipulated to provide a fraudulent result and without regard of whether the forensic audits can actually identify the manipulation of votes and the authenticity of the ballots that are in the ballot boxes neither generated by the DMD and those that are absentee ballot. Independent third-party auditors should review the fiducials and all ballot types. This is Mr. Uh, Hutton uh, Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. Okay, an independent third-party absentee military machine generator audit the absentee ballot results from the last election, confirm the numbers of external envelopes in each county and the number of ballots of each county. Such audits should help ensure that phantom ballots and other fraudulent ballots that are not counted in election results and that legal votes are the only votes counted. For rectifying the 2020 general election, Mm -hmm. the legislator should carefully consider its obligations under the U.S. Constitution. Mm -hmm. If a majority of general elections uh, of the General Assembly concurs with the findings of this report, the certification of the election Mm -hmm. should be recited and the General Assembly should act to determine the proper electors to be certified to the Electoral College in the 2020 presidential race. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. It was the governor responsibility, uh, he and Mr. Raffenberger, mm-hmm. who signed that the, the certification because they... They didn't they, listen to the legislators. No. They didn't listen. They didn't... They, they they broke the law. They commit a crime. They Who commit. are those people in doing this? Read me the, the, the name because I the, found out this week, yesterday, they start taking peoples out of the committees here because they were some of them were supporting a Trump. Well, le- later on, let me let me finish because we only have six six minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, if the majority. And they like, uh, since time is the essence, the chairman and senators who concur with this report recommend that the leadership of the General Assembly mm-hmm. and the government in governor immediately convene to allow further consideration by the entire general election. Mm-hmm. And it was signed by Honorable Little. William T. Ligon, okay. chairman, senator, district. Well, yesterday, uh, yesterday I found out. There are some people who were who did this, 
they are being removed from special committees. You know, the legislators, uh, they are here, divided here in, Georgia. in Georgia. They are divided here in committees, right? Yes, of course. Some of them, because they were Trump supporters and they were going with the investigation of the fraud, they've been removed from some committees. They are removed completely. So we are seeing in Georgia... Huh, the uh, the implementation of this is this is a a coup d'état. This is a coup d'état, yeah. Yeah, this is a coup d'état. Mm -hmm. Okay, orchestrated by the governor, mm -hmm. the secretary of state, and Mr. and Mr. What's the name? Uh, Sterling Gabriel. But don't forget about Stacey Abrams, the, the Democratic Committee, and the lawyer. Time out. Remember, mm -hmm. fraud. Is not committed by the criminal. Mm -hmm. This kind of fraud is committed by the people who allows mm -hmm. this crime to happen. Mm -hmm. At the end of the line, mm -hmm. the responsibility mm -hmm. is from Mr. Sterling that he organized the. He's the a event, contractor, uh -huh. okay? The Secretary of State mm -hmm. and the Governor of the State of Georgia. Okay, but it looks like uh, everything is going under the rock. Under the rock, yeah. yeah if we, if we allowed it, yeah, if it's going under it. the rock. It's yeah. like a, the, the uh, state of know, Georgia is being is being managed as a as, as a, a plantation. As a plantation, yes, yes, definitely, definitely, because they definitely. are they violated the right of people to elect. They violated the right of people to go and decide who they're gonna be voting for. They already, uh, with those absentee ballots, they mark who. They, I mean, is this is a violation completely from and, every and angle? And let me tell you something, Josie. As you as you wrote on the on your letter, uh -huh. it doesn't matter who who wins or not. Yeah, at this point, no. No, it's, it's the violation of the civil rights. Is it even affect? Because right now, Mr. Hank Johnson and Mr. Uh, Joe Biden, mm -hmm. for many of the citizens of this country, mm -hmm. they are usurpers. Usurpers, the, yes. Yeah. Okay, and you know that from the usurpation of a of a of a thing, mm -hmm. just it's one step for tyranny. One step away from tyranny. Yes. Yeah. David. All right. Something, something that you want to comment about this before we leave. <laughs> before we leave, no. See you next week. Hopefully. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.